Welcome to Restaurant Influencers presented by Entrepreneur. My name is Sean Walchef, founder of Cali BBQ and Cali BBQ Media. In life, in the restaurant business, and in the new creator economy, we learn through lessons and stories. We are grateful to Toast, our primary technology partner at our barbecue restaurants in San Diego for sponsoring this show, for believing in storytelling, for helping restaurants all over the United States with their digital hospitality. For us, this is uh, this has been an exciting ride, putting on this show and uh, reaching so many different people and connecting with so many of you. If you're new to the show, welcome. Uh, today we have Lawrence Longo. You can find him at Big Shot on Instagram. Uh, you can also find him at Off the Menu, at Herbs Burgers, and at PSP underscore CA. Lawrence, you're one of the reasons why we started this show to share stories of food entrepreneurs like yourself. Welcome to the show. Excited to be on. We're going to start with our favorite random question, which is where in the world is your favorite stadium, stage, or venue? Oh, wow. Um, I have to go with a nostalgia factor. Um, and the stadium doesn't exist anymore, but it's Maple Leaf Gardens, uh, Toronto, Canada. I think it's, okay. now, it's now a grocery store with a hockey <laughs> arena above it so I, or below it. I haven't been, but um, yeah. All right. So Maple Leaf Garden, we're going to we're going to go back there. We're going to go back in time. Uh, we're going to get entrepreneur. We're going to get toast. Um, we'll get some other sponsors involved, but we're going to put on one of your events. Um, we're going to let you you curate one of these events, but I want you to be on center stage, center ice, if you will. And give me the two minute drill. Who are you and what do you do? Um, my name is Lawrence Longo. I'm a food entrepreneur. Um, I'm the founder of Off the Menu, a food discovery and experience company. Um, I am also the owner operator of uh, Prince Street Pizza, Irv's Burgers, um, and I'm uh, an investor in a few other uh, cool, fun businesses as well. Um, with Off the Menu, we do really fun, cool food events from Tenderfest to Wingfest to the Burger Showdown. Um, also, a small little interesting fact is in 2018, I ate a burger a day every day for a year. People usually love that one. So, um, but uh, I'm just on a mission to make everybody's uh, uh, stomachs full and um, hearts happy. How did you become the Don King of food promotion? <laughs> I think I just love, I love it more than everybody else. Really? You know, somebody asked me, it's like, um, do you love your job? And then I thought it was like, what do I do? I was like, it's, it's, I have so much fun. Um, you know, and, and that's kind of, I feel like, you know, it's, if you're not having fun at what you do, what's the point? Right. And, uh, I just love everything I do. I love talking about food. I love eating food. Um, and putting those two together, uh, figuring out a way to uh, spread that joy um, along the way, you know? Well, I love that. I mean, your story is so fascinating because you have, I mean, it, it, there's so many facets to your story of how, how you got to where you are today. Bring us back to the beginning of Off the Menu. Um, yeah, wow. So like, I guess it was seven years ago. Um, I was in film production. If I want to really go back, I was in film production I came here, I started working for the producer of The Matrix, and um, 
and and I just like really understood the the art of story. Everything has is about story. It's all about content. They say content is king in Hollywood. Well, that kind of stuck with me, and I believe content is king everywhere and in, in all business. Your business is your content, and um, I thought of a cool idea for a show about secret menu items. I came across a Wolfgang Puck uh, spa at Spago. He had a secret menu pizza, and then I found out about In-N-Out Burger, and then I found out that there was a world of these secret menu items, and we kind of I came up with a show called Off the Menu that was about uh, discovering secret menu items. Show never went anywhere. Um, but at the time I was helping uh, a, a social media marketing company, one of the first of its kind, connect influencers to movie premieres. And basically wow. I'd go to studios and be like, hey, I have all these cool influencers on Vine and, um, and we, if we get them all to talk about your movie at the same time at once, you'll be the most talked about thing in social media. And that was way, way, way back. And um, I was just connecting the dots there and somebody had approached me about introducing these influencers to create their own apps. And I was like, well, can an idea have its own app? And they were like, absolutely. And I was like, well, I have this idea. It's not, a, it's not, I want to make it as a TV show, but maybe if I make it as an app first, it would become a better TV show. That's the way I was thinking about it. Like, what is the source material? Yeah. And so I kind of like put it, made an app with my assistant at the time. And we uploaded all these pictures of secret menu items with descriptions, where they're from. And um, I sent it an email once the app was ready. So it was a do-it-yourself app. And um, we sent it out, um, an email to, to all my friends and a publicist of mine said, hey, do you need a publicity? And I was like, for what, for the app? She's like, I could send it to, you know, I'm a food publicist. And um, the next thing I was, you know, an eater in LA Times, wow. and a couple hundred thousand downloads to this app. Um, and, but I had no real like idea of like, how was I gonna make money through this app? but I was able to raise a little bit of money from family and friends. And, um, we, uh, I lost all the money and, uh, wow. I had to figure out a business model real quick. And that's when I created the off the menu club, uh, where people paid $20 a month and they got access to one free secret menu item every single day at cool restaurants around LA. And that kind of like sprung me into the food scene where I got to where I was working with thousands of restaurant uh, owners, every year you know driving foot traffic to their to their restaurants and you know then created food festivals and working with you know some of the coolest foodies and celebrities from matthew mcconaughey to wolfgang puck to nancy silverton to aaron franklin hold on to all, well, all well let's back it up you can't just name drop matthew mcconaughey and not give us the story okay how did, how did the matthew mcconaughey matthew story happen so as I was doing off the menu, I was creating these food experiences. And the first experience I, I created was uh, the Burger Showdown. And I basically had um, 10 celebrities. The first Burger Showdown, Matthew McConaughey wasn't a part of it. It was, um, um, my big names were Marshmallow, the DJ. Yep. I, I paired him up with Plan Check, which was like the hottest burger company at the time. Um, I, play, I, I partnered uh, Tommy Lee, with Grilla Mall, which was a per perfect partnership. 
Um, and then I, I, you know, and it was a super successful event. Um, then I did wing fest where I got the creators of the chicken wings and I had uh, all the best chicken wings in LA in, the, uh, at Mel's drive-in. And then, um, we created tender fest, uh, which was all the best tenders. And I, we picked four celebrity chefs to create their own chicken tenders and had this amazing festival at the Wallace Annenberg Center for Performing Arts, the same place that um, they do the uh, Vanity Fair Oscar party. So you have these high low and it was, it was a sold out event. Then COVID happened and um, I had this big burger event planned out, but I couldn't do it because of, the, because of COVID. And what I did was I created the burger showdown in a digital way. I partnered with Uber Eats and we teamed up, we got 50 celebrities uh, and paired them up with 50 burger joints across the country, including Canada. Um, and I paired up Matthew McConaughey and Aaron Franklin. And the funny story about that was <laughs> that I, I, I was represented at the time by uh, William Morris and they represented Matthew McConaughey and I remember calling the agent being like, do you think Matthew McConaughey would want to do this? And they're like, yeah, no way. And I remember he called me up. He's like, yeah, he's, I'm not even going to give this to him. So that day I called the publicist and the publicist was like, within two hours, was like, he's in, he would love to work with Aaron Franklin. And it was, no like, it was honestly such a like weird Hollywood food moment. And I had like Aaron Franklin and Matthew McConaughey on a Zoom call uh, creating a burger for National Burger Day that was going to be available in Austin, Texas for everybody to order on Uber Eats. And it was, uh, it was, it was, it was awesome. So there's the, that was the, how Matthew McConaughey, and he was the, the best person to work with. Like he literally, he wanted to do the, the day it went live. He wanted to do a live um, taping of him eating the burger. It was, it was him, both him and Aaron Franklin were amazing, amazing work with for the most part, everybody during that time was awesome. Melissa McCarthy, Jason Sudeikis, Dwayne Wade. Um, yeah, it was it was a it was a it was a wild time. Huge news! Toast, our primary technology partner at our barbecue restaurants in San Diego, and the primary technology partner of so many of the guests that we have on this show, have announced they are expanding their business offerings with Google. So now if you search on Google Maps and you sign up for Toast Tables or Toast Waitlist, you will have the opportunity to improve the digital hospitality experience of the guest, allow them to book through the maps into the Toast Reservation system. One of the biggest difficulties that restaurant guests have is when they search for your restaurant and they want a table, they do not have an easy solution to book a table or to get on a wait list. This is huge news for the restaurant industry, huge news for guests and huge news for you, the restaurant owner. Check out Toast Tables today and find out the new integrated solution that they have. This is something that we've wanted for a long time. How do you integrate reservations, wait lists into your point of sale? Toast has done it, check it out. There's going to be a lot of people that are going to listen, myself included, with their mouths dropped saying, how do you go from the idea of an event, the idea of a collaboration, the idea of getting one celebrity, let alone 10 celebrities, 50 celebrities, or a company like Uber to sponsor an event like this? Where where does where does this come from in you? Um, 
probably it's all about, like I said, all about experience, all about content and just creating really fun, cool content at the heart of it. It's just, it's, it's all stuff that I want to do or I want to eat. Um, I think being coming from the Hollywood background, to be honest with you, when I do look back coming from that, my, my boss was the president of silver pictures. He was creating the biggest action movies. Like to me, it was like, everything wants to, it's gotta be like big and, you know, over the top and like, so it's just the way that I kind of, um, the, I guess the kind of way I was brought up through my young twenties of like, how do you deliver really big action packed content? And then how do I translate that into food? Um, is, is the best, uh, answer I could give you of, of how I, how I visualize things. And, you know, whenever I see something, somebody told me once, it's like, you gotta go do it big or don't do it at all. Or if it can't be big, what's the, what's the point? You know what I mean? Like if you think you're only going to be able to do a business, that's only going to be able to make a certain amount of money. And that's your, that's the height. And I mean, unless you really love it, you know, that's so, um, I think I just see things big. I want all things to always be big and over the top, but the, at the core of it, I want it to be delicious and tasty and fun. When you look at the idea of doing something big, do you ever, I guess, getting through, were you rejected? All, all the time. I re rejected, <laughs> lost money daily. It's like, doesn't stop. It still doesn't stop. You know, um, like I got 50 celebrities to be a part of the burger showdown, but you know, 300 said no, you know, so, so it was, it, it, you, you're every day you, there's some sort of adversity that you've got to overcome. Sometimes they're big, sometimes they're small. How did the app turn into, I'm helping restaurants to maybe I should invest in restaurants to maybe I should launch restaurants to now I'm owning restaurants. <laughs> How did we get to this journey? Um, yeah. So doing the, the it's funny cause you asked like the app, the app no longer the uh, off the menu club app no longer exists. I turned it off about three months ago. Um, just because I knew I needed to narrow it. I couldn't help a thousand restaurants succeed. I needed to focus on and streamline it a bit more. Um, but the um it, it kind of just like you know it every you go you, you want to say say go with the flow did i ever think that i was going to be the owner of you know prince street pizza one day and helping that brand expand or the owner of irv's burgers you know when i was on my journey i, I they were going out of business and i was like i wish i had the money to help them out at that time but i didn't you know, and, and, um, you know, there was no, um, I think like, it's really, it's, 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 uh, every, every choice leads down a path and, uh, hopefully in life you make the right choices and, and, and hopefully the choices are, are the, are the choices that are, are, are going to lead to happiness at the end of the day. And what's going to, you know, what, what you're striving for in terms of happiness, but, Honestly, I, I never thought I'd, you know, my, my grandfather, who was a successful real estate um, person in Toronto, uh, said, don't get in entertainment, don't get into food. So <laughs> and I'm, I'm smacked out in the middle of both, uh, yeah. you know, so um, 
Yeah, I just, I, I don't really have any answer of how I ended up here other than I just followed my heart and followed my, uh, my, my stomach and my gut. So let's, let's go burgers first. Tell yeah. me about, tell me about the, uh, the publicity, the idea behind eating that many burgers, one every single day and, yeah. and, and what happened as a result. So off the menu was rolling and, you know, I'm obviously going eating, I'm eating out at this point, three, four meals a day, every day. And, um, I, I come across this burger, the secret burger, um, company called burgers never say die in, um, in the backyard of a guy's, uh, house in East Hollywood. And it was literally the best burger I've ever tried. I remember biting into that. It was the first time I ever had a smash burger because at that time, nobody made smash burgers. Yep. Um, and he, or at least in California. Um, and it, it, uh, it just set me, I was like, holy shit, this burger is next level. I actually invested in the company, helped it open. Um, and then uh, I, I went on this, like, I wanted to try every burger in LA because nobody had really gone on a, an adventure of trying every burger in LA, documenting it and, um, and actually living it. And uh, that's it. I love burgers. I love them growing up. And, and that was really the reason why I did it. And I did it for fun. I didn't do it like to be an influencer or to get likes or like I did it for myself and my, and just like it was my own challenge to be able to do it for one full year. And um yeah, my wife wasn't too happy about it, but uh, it people loved it. And um, you know, sometimes I think should I could have should have kept going with just doing that, but uh, it probably wasn't the best thing for my health. When you were doing the burgers, is that when you ran into herbs, or did you know about herbs beforehand? No, I used to. No, I knew about herbs beforehand. It's like living in Hollywood, West Hollywood area. You drive by it all the time. Um, and you know, I remember walking by it, uh, when I first moved to LA, um, uh, and lived in West Hollywood. Uh, but then I met Sonia at the location number two, um, when they were, when the Save Herbs campaign was happening. And, um, um, yeah, that's kind of when I really, uh, learned and started like, you know, just doing my research on herbs burgers and the history of it. And then how did that lead to where you are now with herbs? So I was um, looking at locations for, I guess for Prince Street at the time, I get real estate agents calling me all the time to look at spaces. Sometimes they just call me to ask me to like what they, what I think should go there. And um, I, uh, I saw herbs and I was like, herbs should never shut down. It's like, it's, it's such a shame that we let this burger stand go with the history that uh, that it has in Hollywood with from Linda Ronstadt, you know, the album cover to, you know, all the celebrities and musicians that have eaten at herbs. Um, and I remember calling Sonia and said, Sonia, I'll give you the money to buy the business back. And she was like, I don't want to run this business. Um, how about you buy it from me and I'll come work for you. And I said, great, let's do it. And, um, and then from there, you know, like we said, it all, it comes down to content. Content is in the story and content is in the food. And I really believe that Irv's Burger has such an amazing story. It's, I call it the most resilient burger stand in America. 
it's the, the it's, it's the burger stand that never went down or never went out you never never got knocked out and um there's something to say about it and, and you know there's been different owners over the years um and i really like I, they say if these walls could talk i really wish that the, the walls in between Irv's burgers could talk um but um and I just fell in love with it. I fell in love with the story and I fell in love with like more burger culture and being able to recreate that burger stand. Um, and then, you know, realizing that every neighbor in America should have that neighborhood burger stand. And if, and why can't herbs be that neighborhood burger stand? That's interesting to, you know, essentially be a custodian of history in LA and of, of the brand and keeping that brand alive. What are the plans for the brand? Um, we, uh, it's been announced, so we're moving, we just opened our second location. Congratulations. Um, uh, in the old top round space, which, uh, used to be an old burger stand. It was Pops Burgers back in, uh, the day in the fifties. And then, um, we're opening up in Malibu, um, and then, uh, Las Vegas in October. Um, and then I'm just, uh, feeling out different. I really want to find nice pockets, neighborhoods where, you know, there isn't that burger stand culture, you know, that the kids of tomorrow can experience, you know, what our country was really born on. Um, so I'm looking at area, cool areas all over the place, uh, but I don't have any other signed leases than, um, than the ones I just mentioned. Awesome. Tell us, uh, tell us about Prince Street. So Prince Street was my first um, pop-up, real, real, like, kind of big, uh, successful pop-up I did with off the menu. Um, I'd go to New York, uh, and I lived with a hockey player, friend of mine, Sean Avery, not lived. I'd go and stay with him. And then, uh, he told me the best pizza in New York is Prince street pizza. And I went there and it was just the first time I had that pepperoni slice. I was, it, it, it was the same, uh, same experience I had when I went to burgers, never say die and had that like smash burger for the very first time. This Sicilian pizza with the homemade sauce and the snap of that pepperoni, it was, it was just like nothing I've ever had before. And I remember kind of being alone in New York City, and kind of this like walking home and like this pizza, slice of pizza making me so happy. Um, I became friends with Dom, the son of the owner, uh, or owner I should say. And he, um, and every time I'd go there, I'd say, hi, what's up? We created a secret menu uh, experience there with off the menu. Um, and then in 2018 for National Pizza Day, I wanted to do this like stunt in LA and bring Prince Street Pizza to LA. And I did. And we had three hour lines down the block in the pouring rain with um, the wow. like insane amount of like people just waiting to eat this pizza. And I was like, why do we not open one of these in LA? At the time, LA's pizza scene wasn't what it is today. We've got a really strong pizza scene now. Um, we didn't back then. Um, like I almost want to say five years ago, we didn't. Um, and um, and we and we just I, I went to talk to Dom's dad. And I said we need to open this up, and I told him what my idea, what what Prince Street could be, and and I didn't think it should be Domino's, but I thought it could be like. Uh, this premium premium pizza brand that you could have one in every major city um, and just deliver this really premium product that kind of like, you know, uh, it stands, you know, I like products that other people rip off and Prince Street Pizza 
people have just like ripped <laughs> off. Same with Burgers Never Say Die. It's, uh, I mean, it just shows you that, you know, that's what the, you know, if somebody's ripping you off, you, you got a great product, you know? And I was able to make a deal with uh, the family and partner with them to expand Prince Street Pizza. And, and we're, you know, we're opening up uh, a lot of them currently. So it's fun. It's exciting. And every neighborhood seems to love the pizza. So that we'll keep doing it, and, you know. What's the secret to partnership? Uh, communication. 100% communication. And really, uh, I think at the end of the day, it's like letting people, everybody know what everybody's agenda is in that partnership. And if everybody's agenda lines up, then you can make that partnership work. Um, but really communicating and understanding each other is, and it's like goes from, when you say partnership, that's from like, it's anything in life, right? I, I believe is probably good communication is the best way and supporting uh, one another. Bring us inside the playbook, the social media playbook of, of the pop-ups of the brand. How do you think about it? How do you go from the idea in your head to the execution? And uh... yeah, so, uh, you know, it come, once again, it comes down to content and uh, story if you got good content and good story, everything else is easy. I, I say that, but like that, I just more stress on really focusing on your product and the experience. And then from there, word of mouth travels, you know, but I, I believe in, you know, there's a new form of marketing. It's not, everybody knows it. It's social media. I have brands that, are loved by social media or sorry, loved by press. Then I have all the brands that the press won't even write about every time they write about it. It's in a negative content. And I've had to realize that you don't like restaurants are like, Oh, I can't wait till all the press and I'm in all the newspapers and all this, you know what that dies after the first week. And then you got to figure out other ways to promote your brand. And there's no better way than the people and the people with voices. And I really believe in the people with local voices. Uh, at one time, and if you're Coca-Cola or if you're big national brands, you need the big influencers. But if you're local brands, you need the local people to that city to be talking about your product. And there's really nothing better than the your, your friends, your neighbors, um, when you see them talking about your product. Uh, the playbook with me is really people eat with their eyes. So the product must look good. And, and then, um, yeah, I, I believe in, you know, the food industry, people just fo focus on food influencers. I focus on every type of influencer yes. and maybe I'm giving away my secret, but I'd rather share it and let everybody know, um, because it's all about raising the industry as a whole. Um, you know, and I, I, I tell people this all the time really is that, it's it's or I tell my team that all the time is do not go after just food influencers. I want ballerinas eat. Yeah. So let that ballerina talk about my cheeseburger and let all the ballerinas come in, you know, and, and, you know, there's auto mechanics that they eat too. And these are the people that are going to support you day in and day out the food industry. They're onto the next thing. They're onto the next thing. You need them. 
100% need them and want them, and they're the ones that set the standard. They're the ones that dictate, is it good or is it bad? But beyond them, there's, the food world's this small, we need the whole world to eat in, the, in our restaurant, but, and we can't even feed the whole world, but there's a whole world of people out there and not to just to, you know, pigeonhole yourself into one industry. Love that. Yeah. It's so important for any restaurant owner that's listening to this to understand it is great to have a YouTuber or a TikToker or Instagrammer that has a big food following locally to come to your restaurant, but it's equally as important to understand that the mom that comes in to the restaurant, she is an influencer. Even if she has a hundred followers on Facebook, she might control the whole entire local high school. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, there you said somebody might have 10 followers and they post about your thing, but that one, that one of their followers wants to put in a catering order for a thousand dollars a week, every week for the year. Now you just, now you just made $52,000. Yep. You know, Absolutely. So I would love to talk about, so it's so important, obviously, for all the brands to be on social media, to post content. It's never been easier to share our brand story online. What many people don't do or fail to do, especially in leadership positions, is tell their own story. Um, If you follow at Big Shot, which is Lawrence's IG account, you'll see that he documents everything. Tell me, bring bring me into uh, your playbook especially uh, the birth of, of Soren and, and how, how you possibly posted that. Your wife is, she is, she's amazing. She's an amazing woman. My, my wife, we, we tell stories online on all the platforms. We have multiple accounts, but I don't know if, uh, if, we, if we would be able to share what you were able to share. Well, listen, like it's, it's all about <laughs> partnership and, and I couldn't have done any of this without my wife. She's the, my biggest fan and my biggest supporter. And, um, put it this way people say that all the time i was like do you guys really think that if 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 my wife didn't want me doing that a i would video it and b i would post it do i want to live in misery for the rest of my life absolutely not i'm much smarter than than that and so if they didn't think i had her watch it and prove it like approve it before i posted it you got another thing coming because if you look at the comment, so what happened was we, uh, I, I tell people we were late going to getting to the hospital, but the truth of the matter is we don't have any family in LA and we can't just like say, Hey, can, you know, so my, my wife doesn't like going to the hospital. She likes to push everything to the, to like, you know, because <laughs> we were giving birth through COVID and like crazy stuff. So we, with our other son who almost didn't make it to the hospital either, um, whose birthday it is today, uh, my son's awesome. Steph- What's and, his name? Um, Stellan. Stellan. Awesome. Yeah. Happy birthday. So, um, yeah, uh, when we called the we called the fire department, the fire department gave uh, delivered my baby, and uh, it was all over the news and it was all over social media. People love to share that video. Um, amazing. But it, yeah, you know, it was one of those things that you just knew everything was going right. Thank God, you know, that there was no complications. But it shows you that. You know, I I don't want to get political or anything, but like the medical world is really like we had a birth literally in our house with like no instruments, no drugs, and everything worked out perfectly. I know that doesn't always happen, and the the hospitals are there in case it doesn't. But um, 
you know, it was just nice to just see human nature take its course. And, and, and uh, it was nice to be able to document it. And hopefully Soren uh, shares that video. One I'm day. sure she will. Yeah. I, think, I mean, I think the, the power of what we're talking about in the story is understanding that, you know, we're all living through the human experience and by you sharing that you and your wife sharing that intimate, very intimate moment um, with the world, it brings us all closer, you know, for us, as many videos as we post, as many podcasts as we've done, as much content as we put on the internet, the, the two videos that we have the most views on are, are the, the gender reveal videos of me, of my son, and then of my daughter. Yeah. And those are just special moments that it's more than restaurants. It's more than media. It's more than anything else. It just brings us into, into the story and understanding that at Irv's Burgers, at Prince Street Pizza, whether it's in LA, whether it's in New York, all of these stories matter. You know, we're talking about generational families and preserving things into the future. When you think of what, what is your life going to look like in five years, in 10 years, what do you see? Um, I hope that I build some of these brands into, uh, the, um, I want to say like amazing businesses that of premium. I think we we're, what we're trying to do is I'm trying to do premium food fast. Um, and, um, but more importantly is just, uh, to connect with the communities of every community, um, that we're a part of as we build these brands and just like, you know, with Prince street, we say deliver delivering happiness with every slice. Um, and, um, with herbs being that local neighborhood burger stand that you can count on to deliver, to deliver uh, a good quality, uh, burger fry sandwich. Um, and then with off the menu is just keep on making fun, uh, cool experiences. Um, being able to work with, you know, people, uh, the best of the best in the fields and, you know, having these two worlds that I love so much being entertainment and food colliding um, and keeping, keep doing that, you know? Uh, so it's, um, where do I see myself? I, I hope, um, you know, I'm a, 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 a family man still who uh, embraces his family first and, um, and then creating jobs and and foods for the neighborhoods around me. You said premium food fast. I love that. What what we're trying to do with our barbecue brand is is slow food fast, and we see it as kind of a cultural shift. And all the brands that we're attracted to are doing the same thing. It's how is technology playing a role in both of your brands? Um. So I'm. I I guess I. I say that I'm not technology, but really I am because <laughs> I see the- You're developing apps. Yeah. You're yeah, developing like, apps and you use social media. Yeah. Um, I, <laughs> we're all we're all in the technology business. So I have to say like, you know, Toast has been a huge part of my, of somebody who doesn't have a lot of experience in restaurants. Um, it helped me be able to um, manage and uh, have, a really good operations through their platform. Um, it, being able to uh, collect data, email lists, being able to look at trends within your restaurant. You know, there's one thing about having technology, but if you don't know what to do with it, you, it, it it's, it's useless. 
Um, it's the same thing with like the data, like, you know, people that have toast, they just look at it as a POS system. They don't realize that, you know, you, you collect all the emails and you can take those emails and anytime you're having a special, engage your audience, people who have eaten at your restaurant to come and try that special, you know, and, um, you know, using toast to, we're starting to use toast to do payroll and scheduling and all these things that, um, you know, some restaurateurs maybe, you know, take for granted, but they all happen in the, this one place, um, I think is, is amazing. Um, I always look at technology and automation of how I can, you know, be a better operator and deliver a better, more consistent product all the time. Um, so whether it's, you know, from a marketing or um, just a, a food prep, new type of food prep, you know, machine. Um, it's all, it's all part of the evolving business and you don't want to fall behind. Um, that's for sure. So we do a, a segment on smartphone storytelling. We believe that anyone that's listening to the show, no matter where you are on earth, social media, isn't someone else's job. It's your job. Um, you do a phenomenal job of doing it, but I'm going to ask you some quick questions to find out about your, uh, the tool that you use in your pocket every single day. Are you, uh, in iPhone or Android iPhone, which version? Oh, geez. Whatever the latest one. I mean, 14 oh. is there. Okay. Perfect. Uh, yeah. do you, do you prefer text or phone calls? Oh, I'm a phone call guy. Phone call guy. Yeah. Text. You can't like, I'm not a great writer and tech and I'm very, uh, like to the point with my texts. So sometimes people just think I'm an asshole. <laughs> so I'd rather have a phone call to be the asshole. <laughs> do, you leave, do you leave voicemails? Um, I do. For the most part, I do. Um, yes. Do you like people leaving voicemails for you? I do. Okay. Uh, email or Slack? I'm not. Ask my team. I don't. I'm, I'm old school like that. Email. E e tech, email. Text. No, text before. E Phone call, then text, then email. Got it. That's the uh, Spotify or Apple Music. Oh, interesting. Um, I'm kind of like Apple Music. Okay. Uh, Instagram or TikTok? Instagram. What's your favorite app? Uh, Postmates. Postmates. Oh, there we go. What's, or what's Uber your, Eats. Postmates or Uber Eats. What's your, what's your least favorite app? Um, can I open my phone? Yeah, absolutely. Like what I don't what, what, like. what, what do you, what notifications do you not want to see? Which app? Honestly, and my friend created it. So I hate to say this, but it, it's a great thing, but it's, it's citizens. Citizens. <laughs> yeah. Every time a man yeah. with a machete running down Ventura Boulevard, I'm like, ah. Yeah, someone told me to download that app. I I, I undownloaded that real quick. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Well, uh, every every single week on Wednesday and Friday on the social audio app Clubhouse, we meet with uh, local restaurateurs, people all over the globe in sales and marketing. Join us on that weekly call. Tell us about your restaurant. Maybe you will be featured on this show. Um, we also do a social shout out. And this week's shout out goes to Jessica 
Kazmersky, who is the toast rep that told me all about Lawrence. She uh, advocated on your behalf and said, you got to get Lawrence on the show. He is a restaurant influencer. He's doing the things that uh, that we believe in this show. So thank you, Jessica, for that. Uh, if you guys want to get in touch with me, it's at Sean P. Walchef, S-H-A-W-N-P-W-A-L-C-H-E-F. And uh, Lawrence, where's the best place for people to find you? Um, you can find me on my Instagram at Big Shot, um, and then um, you can. Find are you a big? Are you a big shot? Uh, you know, it's funny. I, I actually picked that uh, name on um, Instagram because at one time it was just a filter. It was a filter uh, app that you basically you you took photos and put cool filters on it, and I tried to get Big Shooter, and that was taken. So I, I took big shot and, uh, and I was, I, I, I had no shot at that time. <laughs> so the, so the big shots, the hockey reference, right? Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. So, so follow, follow Lawrence at big shot, um, follow off the menu, follow herbs burgers, follow at PSP underscore CA Lawrence. Thank you for your time. Really appreciate awesome. it. Awesome. This was great. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate awesome. it. You got it. And uh, please, you guys, download download the show, subscribe to the show, and uh, share it with a friend. And uh, go enjoy a piece of the original spicy pepperoni square. I can't wait to go down to San Diego and try my my, my first slice. I was going to ask you if you've had it yet. I have. I, the Somebody told me about it before, uh, probably about a week before they, they set up this interview. So it's uh, it was on my list before it was on my list. Now it's definitely <laughs> happening. Oh yeah, you gotta go try it. Are you ever come out to LA? Uh, I do a lot. We do. Okay. Well, next time you're out here, come out here. I, I I opened up a bar next to Prince Street as well. Sweet. Yeah. So we're gonna make that happen. Yeah. And anybody listening to the show, if you guys make it to San Diego, you are all VIPs at Cali Barbecue. Um, no matter who's been on the show, please go out, support those shows, tag them on social, and uh, and connect with the founders, and the and the stewards, the people that are bringing the brands into the future. Lawrence, appreciate your time, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Restaurant Influencers. The best way that you can help us with the show is to subscribe and write a review. We love the opportunity to connect with you no matter where you are on the globe, no matter what restaurant you are running. Please send us a DM on social at Sean P. Walchef. If you are interested in toast, if you want to improve your digital hospitality, please send me a DM. I will get you in touch with a local toast representative. We appreciate you listening to this show. The best way that you can help the show is share it with a friend and we will catch you all next week or we will see you on one of the digital playgrounds that we call social media.